Weeks here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Total Fort Worth in the chat, as they're calling them. Total Arlington. Arlington. What's up, man? Uh, we got a lot going on today on the show. We've been talking some gambling, some Texans. We did BZ Money. We'll do Who Said It at 4.30. But yesterday, you know, Joel and I, we were doing a segment about the outfield split. And, you know, what does it look like with Jake Myers? What does it look like with Mauricio Dubon? And Chaz McCormick. And then all of a sudden, like an hour after the show ends, John Morosi reports that the Houston Astros are talking to multiple teams about trading Jake Myers. And I'm surprised. But my first question is this. Because I'm right again? Can you do that? If is Can that be the first thing you do? Why not? Well, because who's your center fielder? Chaz. Who's your left fielder? Jordan. Who's your DH? Who cares? That's the problem. No, because there's still plenty to choose from. No, I know, but like I just that's why that's I don't. A, that's a spot where if Yiner gets a day off, I mean, it's you, obviously Greg Kessinger. No, but I mean <laughs> David Hensley. <laughs> it depends because of the fact that what if you get if what you're getting in return you have to spend money for. Now you're you you have you still have money to play with to where if you want to add a bat, but. You just traded away a guy that really I didn't think had any significant role on your team anyway to get a guy that can, depending on what you get back. And maybe what you get back is a bat. Maybe what you get back, if it is a relief pitcher, then when he says we got to concentrate it, on the bullpen, now some of the money that I allocated to go in free agency to get a bullpen arm, I don't have to. I can spend that on a bat. Yeah, that, well, I think in terms of like what he gets you, I think it is a bullpen pitcher. I think he... It's, like look back to the in the Miles Straw trade. Now you're not going to get the next Yiner Diaz probably in a trade, but you know a Phil Maton esque level pitcher into your bullpen for Jake Myers. I think that's totally reasonable. I just I question if it can be the first thing you do because you don't know. What is the, the matter of the why? order? You're not going to play him. Okay, then like you can't guarantee that anyone's going to sign here. Like if you don't get a left fielder, like a good left fielder, then all you have is Chaz McCormick, Mauricio Dubon, and Jordan Alvarez. But, like, I think you have to get an outfielder But you first. just asked the question, who's your DH? Well, if you believe that there is an internal decision that has been made that Jordan's going to play at least 50% of the time in left field, okay? Then you just need a DH. You can get anybody that plays any position to play DH, and a lot of guys are going to want to play here. And if they're an above-average bat, if they're DH, and it doesn't matter how their defense is anyway, but depending on what Abreu does, when you want to give Yiner a day off behind the plate... When you're doing things the way you, you even Dubon to get him more uh, more of a chance to play Dubon with his bat the way it was a year ago if it doesn't take a significant decrease is going to be a guy you can DH for a game here and there I think you can cover the DH and there's other ways that you can get by and losing Jake Myers means nothing to you because literally on my depth chart he was third yeah see that's where I disagree it's like it, you're going to have Jake Myers Mauricio Dubon if you don't add to the outfield Chaz is going to be your primary left fielder because Jordan's going to be mostly your DH right. And then I just can't imagine, like, they're going to go into a season where Mauricio Dubon is their everyday center fielder. I hate that, though. I hate that Jordan's your DH and Chaz is your left fielder. I think the best offensive lineup that you can put out there that still doesn't suffer greatly defensively, though there's some lapses, Chaz is your center fielder. Jordan can be your left fielder and split time between, you know, left field and DH. It's just about, like, to your point, finding another bat that you can plug in. I'm okay bringing back Michael Brantley on a short-term, I mean, on a one-year, very, very cheap deal. But the health scares me too much. And I was out because of how long we, after we were convinced by Jeff Bagwell he was going to be back opening day, that we didn't see him till August. And that was way too late. 
But if you can find another serviceable guy like that that you can plug and play as a bat first, primarily, but that can play outfield, then you're fine. You're better, I think. Yeah, for sure. I guess my point is, like, I don't I don't think, like, we've done the Jordan rules, like, a hundred times on this show. I just don't believe that having Jordan Alvarez in left field every day is beneficial to your team. So, like, that's where I view Chaz is if they don't add to the outfield depth, he's your left fielder because I would just rather have Jordan as a DH because I want to protect him. Like, I just don't want him out there. And you know half the time he can't play in left. Like, not half the time. Maybe it's like a third of the season. They will. They are unwilling, and rightfully so, to put him in left field. You know, like when they go to Baltimore next year, he can't play in left. Well, he was supposed to be able to play in Minute Maid until he did that whole thing on skates where he almost, like, d- dislocated his entire leg. That play still makes no sense to me. It literally looks like all of a sudden he's on ice. Like, I it, literally just don't Having grown it. up on ice, yes. the first thing that I thought about was, ooh, he hit black ice or a slick spot. Yes, 100%. But, like, that's where, for me, I just... I, I like the, I'm good with the idea of trading Jake Myers. I have no real qualms about it, but it's just I think that there's it just adds another piece, another question mark of like how do you fill some of these games in center left DH that right now I think Jake having Jake Myers on the team you have a better answer with. So I'd rather solve that problem and then trade Jake. Look, I'd like to like solve the problem minor. of sending Jake Myers anywhere but to the Houston <laughs> Astros. That would solve a massive problem for me. I I just, I just don't, I don't see think he's that good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that for sure. Jake Myers just isn't that good. But, I mean, as far as the concern about being able to get somebody to come here to play left field, I mean, no matter who they add, unless they're able to add some top-of-the-market name, which none of us expect because they're not going to spend that sort of money, when you look at the rest of the lineup, we're talking about probably, what, the seventh or eighth-place hitter? Like, we're not talking about the need to add somebody that you couldn't convince to come here for a decent contract. This is not some huge bat that if you're missing this person, the lineup falls apart. We're talking about the eighth-place hitter in front of Jeremy Pena. And to Brian's point— I think more defense than offense. But the, yeah, but defense is where I think that that would be a concern because, to Brian's point, if Abreu is second half of the seat after the back, the time off right. of the back, yeah, Abreu, yeah. you're better. If Yiner's behind the plate on a consistent basis, offensively, you're better. So you've already if bettered. If you're not playing to, games with Chaz, you're better. You're already, yeah, yeah. And if Chaz is in center field, where he, with the numbers he put up, would be one of the best hitting center fielders not named J Rod in, in baseball, you're better. Yeah. So you've, you've gotten so much significantly better at three positions where you were less than or just fluttering around average that. That other bat is, doesn't have the significance and importance that it did a year ago when yeah, you weren't. For sure. And I just I do think it's odd, though, that, like, and I'm curious what Dana Brown's plan is because, like, maybe he's getting a poker face for the first time because I think he's way too honest with the media so far or he's just he's saying things that he can't follow through with. But the one thing that's been very clear is every single media appearance he has had, he has not once said that adding an outfielder is a priority. So I'm kind of surprised that, trading away an outfielder is something that they're considering to fix their bullpen. That's where I always viewed it as like trading Arkady or J.P. France. Well, you can still do that to too, but this is more or less, I'm coming to the table with my assets. Now, I'm good, I could but use But you them. guys talk, like he's not an asset. To other teams, evidently he is. Uh, other teams, he still has value. That was the other thing I was going to bring up. You sell while you still have value with this guy where some teams might believe if they're having conversations and people are interested in Jake Myers, that means other teams seem to believe just maybe strictly starting with his defense yeah. that he has the ability to better their team defensively. That's what they're trying to do. They want him. While he still has some value, get rid of him. Because if you're Dana Brown and you feel like, oh, wait a minute, I've got a market for Jake Myers. 
That's awesome because now whether I get a bat with him or a relief pitcher, I still have a surplus of starting pitching that could get me something else that I need that I don't want to go out and spend money on so that if I do need it for the backup catcher or another arm, I'm capable of doing those things too. It doesn't matter what you get from each of these guys. You have two guys that could possibly get what you need coming back. Yeah, I just it's just interesting that like people think he has value, but then the way we talk about well, him, I, like, I, 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 we've baseball. seen too much of him. Not only that, but I think you're looking at teams that are, would be like, okay, he still has speed. He's still a good defensive player. We'll gamble on if his back comes back at the cost of a middle relief option. Yeah, I, I think I, he's I, like. I just don't think teams are going to be afraid to gamble a sixth, seventh inning guy to see if Jake Myers' back comes back. Because at least they know he has defense and speed. If you're Colorado, if you're teams that are either stuck meddling and muddling in mid market or you're trying to rebuild and you've got some veteran relievers that are probably making too much money, it's a no-brainer. It's a Kansas City situation where I get a young center fielder, I'll take a flyer on that he might be you know, and one of the guys cheap. that could fit in, and he's cheap, yeah, but he's also young, and he yeah. still had potential at one time to be a, a starting center fielder for a, a, a playoff-caliber team, and in return, I'm going to unload a bullpen arm that, I really don't see being on my roster the entire season because he's soaking up a lot of money that we don't want to pay. Yeah, I do feel like the Jake Myers market is like the Oakland A's, the Kansas City Royals, like the bottom of the barrel, probably the Chicago White Sox, like those teams who are going to have, want to have the cheapest payrolls. And, those, and those they literally are, just are, need to fill out the roster. And those teams, like to Joel's point, aren't going to be willing to pay uh, a relief pitcher uh, yeah. long term. So if they have a guy that's coming up on maybe the second or third year of arbitration, I think they would be willing to move that guy out to get a cheap outfielder with Jake Myers. Yeah, it is be interesting. I, I, I was surprised to see that Jake Myers' name was like really the first one that has come up in trade talks so far this offseason. I thought it was a possibility, but I thought there would be other names like Jose Arquiti. I don't think and... that I don't think that one cancels out the other. I no, think no, that... just, that's not what I said. I said Fine that enough. I'm surprised that he was the first name we see. Well, because I think that it, it just depends on the interest level from other teams. If, yeah. if, there, if, if there's not a market right now and people aren't talking, starting pitchers, bullpen arms, things like that, if teams are starting to figure out their, their defense or their lineups first, it's just whatever comes to you. Like the trade that came down for Bummer today with the White Sox. The White Sox got five players Crazy. for, for, for a, a situational relief pitcher to where you go, oh, well, maybe that opens up now some more conversations to be had that teams are going to be more active. That's the hope. But you can never predict which direction the first move's going to go. Yeah. For, maybe for the first time in the history of me doing sports radio in this city, a good tweet from Ice Gelski. Uh Myers isn't arbitration eligible. Click is in Toronto. Call Jake. Call Toronto for a reliever for Jake Myers because he loves him so much. That's pretty good. I think that's a great idea. They're going to have bullpen arms. They need a center fielder. They need someone that can replace Springer when he misses 40 games next year. I think some, we're on to something some, here. Someone said, someone said, trade trade for George yeah, yeah, Springer. Yeah. No. I mean, it's not happening, and it would be ridiculously stupid if they did. And they don't have the prospects to get that done anyway. They don't really have the money either. Honestly, I, if I was Toronto, I think I'd be dumping out of that contract. Trying. Yeah, you try, just, but who's going to take it on? Red Sox. Yeah, I can see Boston doing that. Uh, goes return, back, goes back home. home. Big story for a team that's really not made a whole splash in a while. Even if you, it's not going to be a Verdugo tri- type trade, but you've got the pieces to make the story work yeah. with a guy that has a name in Boston. I think I could see the Red Sox. Doing I mean, it. like of all the guys, like you could in theory trade for in Major League Baseball to bring back to the Houston Astros, George Springer would definitely be at the top of my list. With my favorite Astro, is, 
Like when he, he would is, certainly be a that would certainly be a huge win for you know fan, like yeah fan like PR. Uh, like none of it's real but like if you were like okay Garrett Cole Carlos Correa George Springer Charlie Morton they're all on the trade Ooh. block you can trade for one Morton might be number two but I think Springer's still number one yeah. I, I I thought I thought well, Springer it, was the automatic first until you said the name well of the Charlie question F. is do the finances matter. No, no, no. We're pretend, we're in pretend. We're in Candyland here. Because then, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you bring Correa back? Yeah, I got Pena. Yeah, yeah okay. So, is, so why would you bring Correa back then? I got yeah, Pena. I'm going. So your, then, why would you bring the Correa question, back though. then? I'm fine with Pena at shortstop. Mm. I still, I still believe. Wait, wait, when was the last time you hit a home run? July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. so at wait. least he's hitting so many more base hits because he hit like 280 in the second half. Mm. How do you do in the playoffs? Okay, then Kyle Tucker sucks too. Maybe. Stop. All right. <laughs> we did this exercise uh, with quarterbacks like two weeks ago of all the quarterbacks that could change. But there's a lot of rumors about which coach will get fired next in the NFL. We're going to rapid fire who's getting fired next in the NFL. It's the Killer Bees here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. It's the Killer Bees here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Joe George and for Jeremy Branham alongside Joel Blank. You can find us all on Twitter at Joe George Radio at Pacman Joel. Brian producing today on Twitter at Sacked by BMAC. Uh, before we get into the NFL stuff, how many coaches are we firing today? We're going to week 11, so it's kind of feel like the picture is clear, clearer uh, on who the, the main candidates would be. Before we get to that, we'll talk some Astros with Gary. Gary, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? So, Joel, I have to take issue with something you said. You said we have a surplus of starting pictures, which I'll agree we have, like, bodies, but... Who outside of Justin Verlander are you feeling good about going into to next season? Well, okay, Gary. I'm sorry, Nick Casario can't be discussed today, but here's here's what I'm trying to say. Regardless of who you have the utmost faith in or not, and also because of their contract status, you have a surplus. That's not a lie. You have a, you have a surplus of starting pitching, and it starts with Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier. And then it goes to the fact that you're going to get Garcia back. You assume you're going to get McCullers back. You have you have J.P. France. You have Hunter Brown. You have Jose Urquidy. I keep going, but any team in baseball that has at least eight legit Major League Baseball pitchers as starting pitchers, that's a surplus. I, I, I get it, but, I mean, have, Javier had a down year. Brown didn't take a step. Uh, Fromberg basically had at least a down second half for the year. J.P. France didn't look so great at the end of the season. So I agree we have the numbers, but moving the like, I just don't know, like, who we depend on going into next season. That's not just the verbal. But, but, Gary, it's, sem- it's semantics, right? That, because that's why I said, you, first of all, you do have the surplus, which I said. But when you look at it, and I, I hear how you described it, but I'm going to describe it from the glass half full and say J.P. France had an unbelievable season because you expected nothing from him, and for the majority of the season, he was your best or one of your best starting pitchers consistent throughout the entire year. Your point is valid about Fromber, but he was the he was the all-star break uh, Cy Young Award winner in the American League. So you have to respect that and say... It's probably fixable. Maybe his arm got a little tired, but we've seen too much of Fromber to know the stuff translates. It'll be back. Hunter Brown, same thing, but in a different scenario. Hunter Brown, we already know it's not about the stuff. It's about being able to pitch and understand those things. So if you're a major league club, especially with these guys under club control, they ain't going anywhere. So if you go eight deep and you know that a majority of them, Javier signed under contract, so he ain't going anywhere, you know what you have and you know that they're going to be there. 
I got you. I mean, they, they definitely can improve, and I, I will commence my Nick Casario calls when Jadavion <laughs> Anderson ends the season with four sacks. Okay. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Look, I think it, like the surplus versus guys you can rely on is definitely like a, a good conversation to have because like Lance McCullers is a fake person until I see him on the mound, and even once he's on the mound, he like doesn't matter to me. I know well, they will get Luis Garcia back. That question one, is, can he stay on the mound? Exactly. So it's like Luis Garcia does matter. I think yep. this season, Lance is just if he's there, he's there. It's where great. are you on Fromber? Uh, I definitely would not. I would not give him a contract. No, I'm not. I'm totally agree with you on that. But I'm just saying, believing that he will be back with his stuff. Because to me, at the end of the year, a lot of that I'm blaming on the fact that he had a tired arm. That he just, that that arm and, and the run that they have been on and everything that he was trying to do, I just think it caught up with him. I, and I, I tend to that, agree. I think this offseason is going to do him a lot of good. And I think that he's going to come back, obviously, with a contract on his mind, too, where he is going to be... His batteries are going to be recharged. He's going to be rejuvenated. I'm not all that concerned about Fromber Valdez. It's why I think the Astros have a really good shot to win the World Series this year because you got a couple guys like getting ready for big contracts. You've got Tucker. You've got Fromber coming up after 25. You've got Bregman coming up at the end of 24. You've got a lot of guys that have a lot of money on the line. But Fromber, I just, I don't know, man. Like, if he really fell apart, like, if we all really do believe that he fell apart because he didn't get the start at the All Star game. I just don't. I mean, but he know. had a no hitter after that, and then yeah. he had a near no hitter. What two starts later? But then he was bad. Like besides Benny's, I just, all those starts. I, it's that that line of thought is so problematic because one, he had really good starts after that. So what? How would you then define that when he is he just picking and choosing when he's going to suck? And the other part is if well, I can't control when someone's mentally weak. It, well, that's the other part. If he's that mentally weak, you definitely can't give him a contract if he's going to take his ball and go home because he didn't get the All Star nod. Fellas, we we know that's why I wouldn't give him because he we've fought. seen enough to know that's real. Two guys get on base and he's yeah, a meltdown. No. I, we we heard the uh, well, I think it was uh, Adam Wainwright and uh, AJ Przinsky talk about in the ALDS in that game two where he fell apart pointing out how the Twins players were yelling at him from the dugout because Carlos Correa knew damn well that they could get in Fromber's head and it worked. So, yeah, no, if, you're, if your side is not paying Fromber because of his mental weakness, I'm 100% with the you. Good yeah, thing that's is why, he's mentally, I love the pitcher, but I don't like the head case. The, the best part about this, guys, though, is he's Especially mentally stable enough that when a ball is hit to him in, in the field of play, <laughs> that he, he, can, he can think quickly and, and calmly and take care of a play at first base or any other base he has to throw to. They literally Can we see the next-gen stats on his fielding? Is it's got to be the worst in awful. baseball. It's got to be amazing. They, they should spend the entire spring training this year hitting grounders for him and teaching him to just not throw it anywhere. They should I don't not care let him throw base. a pitch until he can throw somebody out of first base. Just don't throw it, man. I, I was forced. I hate to do this to people. I watched a pitcher win a World Series in which he had to bounce a ball to first base because John Lester John was Lester, so scared yeah. to throw a pickoff throw. From Valdez, if the ball gets hit to you, just like roll it back to Yiner Diaz and try to get someone out at first. Do not throw it. Do not field it. Or just stop it and I then do stand not, there. You think John Lester punched a hole in his wall at home when he found out about the, the, the minimum amount of moves that you could make to first base? Oh, Why did you do that when I was pitching? He probably loved that. Don't forget, guys, they, and this is big, 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 big news in baseball. They want to save five minutes of your life by saving two seconds. By saving two seconds on the pitch clock, it is so stupid. All right, very quickly here before we get because we have who said it in the next segment. We did this. We went through all the quarterbacks. Oh, just very quickly, rapid fire. We'll do it with the coaches that will be fired. 
Mike McDaniels is safe. Yeah. Yes. Sean McDermott. I've got five names I could rattle off right now. We're going to go one by one. Sean McDermott, I believe, is going to get fired. Yeah, he's one of my five that I think are going to get fired. I think make the playoffs. Like, they've got to win multiple playoff games. And I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. That upcoming schedule is tough. I think it's just the playoffs are bust, and I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, Jets, Robert Sala. He's safe. safe. Yep. Uh, Well, Bill Belichick. I'm not going to say fired. He wouldn't be fired. I think he'd leave of his own. He'll be traded, but he'll be a coach in the league next year. Yeah. Yeah. So we got two more, two openings, or three openings, including Vegas so far. Baltimore's good. Tomlin's good. Kevin Stefanski. Go on. I think he's safe. I think the, the Sean wa- Watson's are safe as I think the Watson, Chubb got hurt. I think those. If they I don't make the playoffs, safe. I think because they spent so much in, in Deshaun and he's already been kind of the scapegoat for everything, I think Stefanski would go. Does, does Deshaun Watson want him there? We'll determine well, that. That's be, another that would be question. the answer, but they were in a playoff spot before he And got... you better damn well include him if you look for another coach. Yeah, Zach Taylor's obviously he's fine. Yeah. Um, Doug Peterson. Safe. 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 D'Amico, duh, safe. safe. Uh, who's the... Uh, Steichen, good. Safe. Vrabel, safe. Reed, safe. Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Out. Gone. Out, 100%. I'm going to say safe. No, because... They, I, think it, he, I think they'd have to win a playoff game for him to save his job. That, Making the playoffs isn't enough. They should have. They should have won one last year. I know. So you have to make it and win at least one just to start talking about saving him. Otherwise, they're underachieving again with too much talent. I think he's gone. I know, but so did Ken Wisenhunt. This yeah, but, is what but, the Chargers but everybody do. keeps calling him out. But that's what the Chargers do. They have terrible. They have coaches that need to be fired, but the Spanos family is so damn cheap that they just wait until their contract. We'll go back out. to your AFC, uh, AFC East discussion then, because that's where Belichick could land. That's true. I think that's fair. Now, we'll say that, that, that has been a rumor. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that out there. Show decision. Chargers, he's out. Uh, Sean Payton's good. Eagle's good. Mike McCarthy, uh, he's safe, right? Yeah. I think yeah. yeah. I think before the season, it was like he's calling if plays. Sean if Sean Payton was still disaster. on the market, too, that would have made a difference. But yeah. now, no. Ron Rivera. Gone. Out. Yep. Yeah, they're um, four and six. They're not going to make the playoffs. Plus, new, new ownership wants their guy. So we yeah. got five openings so far. Uh, who's the Giants coach? Dable. Uh, Brian Dable. He's safe. Is, what, is year two for him? Yeah, yeah. and he was coach Jones of the year last year. Daniel Jones has been hurt all year. He right? won a playoff game last year. The fact that some Giants fans want him out. No, he's safe. Losers. Dan Campbell's safe. Uh, the, Vikings co- the Vikings coach is safe. He already turned it down. Okay, good. Uh, the Vikings coach is safe. LaFleur. I think he's safe. Yep, yeah, agreed. I do too. Eberflus, see ya. Eberflus is gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah. He better be. They're going to clean house. Uh, Dennis Allen, New Orleans. Safe. They're in a playoff spot right now. I, I think they're going to stick with them. I don't know, man. There's a lot of talent on that team, but there's a lot of money, and I don't know that they that they like where they're going with him. I could see him fired. I'll go with whatever you guys If agree they make to. the playoffs, I can't see them Well, fired. if they win the division, you can't fire yeah. That's where, like, I think the answer should be yes, but I think they'll make the playoffs, so he's yeah, I good. Yeah, I think exactly right. Todd Bowles is good. Um, Arthur's, right, Todd Arthur is good. Smith is good. Todd Bowles is good because Todd he ha- doesn't have a whole lot to work with, and he's competitive with Baker. Yeah, Mayfield. I, I think he's done a good job this year with what he has at quarterback and what, where their roster is age-wise. Arthur Smith? Uh, he has to be gone. I think he's got to go, he's too. He's got to go. I, I want to agree with you guys, but like I just think he, that's a been, bad I mean, organization. He's, he's, he's got yeah, but there's the a lot of talent. The, I know. He's gotten the team on the NFL's radar with the B. John Robinson thing. They're not winning winning games. They, seven. Right? No they, one's worried about him making miss, it if he gets fired either. Frank Reich, out. I think he's there. I'm going to call my shot. I think no, one and done. You're one. That's what I said, him. too, and these guys got all over me. I think he's one and done. All this stuff about how ownership <laughs> is not happy. They chose Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And because of going, Frank Reich? No, it's not because, his fault. because the owner's an idiot. 
and the owner is going to blame Frank Reich for this and what CJ is doing. So wait, Stefanski can't be a scapegoat, but with the owner, but but Frank Reich is. Well, they're different owners, and this guy is similar situations showing, though. Yeah, owners this, doing stupid stuff. This owner is reckless. Like he is a new guy. Yeah. I is that think Tepper? Yeah, I think he seems reckless. So I mean, he stays because I just think he. If there's a one and done, it's him. Okay. San Francisco's good. Pete Carroll's good. McVeigh doesn't matter because he might be gone, but that's his choice. Yeah, and then, of course, Gannon is there. So, seven openings. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah, seems about right. Five, like, five to eight is, like, the average every year. I think those are the teams. I don't think there's really any surprises. It's funny you said that about the Besides, Giants because there's a lot of people in Green Bay that want Lafleur fired, and I don't think it's his fault. I would be surprised if they dumped on Lafleur. And I think a lot of teams would line up to get him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I would be all over Lafleur. Yeah. I mean, I think his offense doesn't work great. I think it's just like it's where it's been, but I can't tell if it's the quarterbacks or just. The I think OCs. the quarterback has a lot to do with it, and I think also he got way too much credit for what Rodgers did, regardless of who was the head coach. Yeah, it's just like when you look at like the offense, Zach Wilson. These are, I'm going to name some of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL here, so like it's why it's a hard argument. Russell Wilson um, with Nathaniel Hackett, Zach Wilson, and Mike Lafleur with Zach Wilson, Justin Fields in Chicago. Jordan Love and Green Bay. They're all running the LaFleur offense. It is like the exact opposite of San Francisco. Like, it is not bad yeah, LaFleur wants to be helpful. a run-heavy offense, and I don't think that's today's NFL. Yeah, I think I think his offense is too complicated for a bad quarterback. It's not like you couldn't put... I think it's limiting for a good quarterback unless you're the good quarterback that can overrule Remember, the system. Rodgers was not good that first year in Green Bay. Because he until, didn't like it. Until he took over, and then he won two MVPs. Um, all right, that's going to do it for uh, for this segment, not for us. We still have an hour Jesus, and a half to go. What are you go. doing? I don't know. Well, I'm going home, B-Mac. He'll take it in. Who said it? Joel's on his own. That's next. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Apollo Men's Health making a difference in people's lives on a daily basis. You could be the next in line. They can handle all the kinds of issues that you're dealing with, especially as you get older or you get in a grind, you get stressed out, you lose energy. You don't have the same kind of driving force every single day that you once did. They can help you. They help you with everything from the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. If you're having problems, go to their website, ApolloMH.com. See all the services that they offer. If there's a few that might interest you, sign up for your first appointment right there online. Most major insurance is accepted. There's discounts for military personnel and first responders. But get in there and answer their questions. They're going to ask you where you're lacking, where you want to get better, what you're looking at trying to do, then they're going to set you up with a program that works and get you the results that you need. Three locations to better serve you near downtown Houston, including one that's new in League City. They're, they're going to make sure that they're focused on you. These questions are going to have to be answered for them to get the results, so you have to be honest. But if you're coming up short, if you don't have the energy to get the to-do list done, they have answers and solutions for you. The energy starts with B12 shots. It can go all the way through hormone therapy for both men and women, that they are in the office, both men and women, every single day reaping the benefits, and getting involved in hormone therapy. You want to get into the gym? There's all the different ways they can help you from charting your progress to recovering quicker. And then, of course, there's the ability to lose weight without having to get in the gym. That's FDA-approved semi-glutide that can have you losing up to six pounds every week, and it's available at Apollo Men's Health. At, tell them I sent you by because if you do that, you can get a free B12 shot or a body composition analysis on your first official visit, or you can get your lab results taken care of and done for you and processed. They're going to take care of you because they want to see you happy and getting the results that you need, being the best you on a daily basis. Tell them I sent you by. Go see the people today at Apollo Men's Health. All right. It's time for Who Said It? On the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm Joe George filling in for Jeremy Brand. We did not have a winner last week because they... Uh, no, we were right. Just move on. I, I won, but they protested. No, you got you did what you normally do. You went Bush League on us with a last 
five-minute rule and all this other... No, just move on. I won, but they protested. You did not. You even called it yourself. You just said we pushed, so don't... don't well, I can, play, I can play judge to this. Uh, make You're your not going to play judge, Walker. I did the... Uh... I did the the duo thing for the last one. Oh, and didn't tell them, and they they. Claimed, I told them before. Claimed, no, let me, told let them me guess. Right as mostly... the segment started, and then he started throwing all these prerequisites into it, and I was like, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be the deciding. It's one. not my fault. I want I wanted I wanted everyone to hear John Granado ask Lance Zerline what states have the worst fan base, and I wanted everyone to hear Lance say Cleveland because it's not a state. All right, let's play. Be mad for us. All right, question number one, or quote number one, that is. Look, I love family guys. Oh, let me actually back up for a second. I'll just say this out right away so we don't get the uh, Bush Bush League uh, complaints. Uh, there will be no producers on this. This is only host, uh, but there could be repeats. Okay. With that, those are the rules, and we will uh, proceed. That's more we get weekly. Thank you. <laughs> all right, number, and there's no, uh, there's no duo. There's no back and forth. These are all single people. Uh, okay, number one. Look, I love family guys and guys being good dads, but you just can't be a good dad when you're an NFL quarterback. You have to be a bad dad. Fair take. Is this the Kirk Cousins thing? I just think in general, like you can't be a, like you gotta be you gotta be a bad dad. I think I like this take. I don't know who said it. This is kind of like when Espada was talking about uh, his press conference. Look, don't cut me off. I'm the best player on this entire station on this game. Okay. What's the? You answer? wouldn't take the ball out of Jordan, Sam. No, you're exactly right. If you're not taking the ball from MJ, just, let's discuss this a little bit right, before Marcus, you start getting a little Marcus too bold. Jordan. No, okay. okay, Bill Wennington. That's why I love Bill. He's a great dude. I love, Bill. A I love Bill Wennington. That's a great call. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. He's a great dude. All right. Um, who's talking? Fa- uh, I see, at first I thought family guy liked the cartoon. That's what I thought too, but then I, I think this is beard. I'll be honest. Why? I just feel like this is something Josh Beer would say. He would say, you can't be a good family man and a good quarterback. I think Lance would say it because he spent so much time analyzing NFL. But then I feel like Lance is talking about himself. Is Lance in the film room too much to be a good dad? Yeah. <laughs> that was Joel. Yeah. Um, well, I've seen him work. I know the hours he puts in. I'm going to say I'm fine with Lance, but I think it's Josh personally. But it's you are... Look, I'm going to show you that I'm a team the player. Business. I'm going to show you a team player. Lance. No, I'm going to go with you. Lance. And I'm going to let you pick this one. I hate this game. You always do this to me. Josh Beard, final answer. I can't hear anything, B-Mac. I can't. I, look, I love family guys and, and guys being good dads, and I you just can't be a good dad when you're an NFL quarterback. No. You have to be a good. You have to be a bad. My dad. hearing might be a little off, but that <laughs> sounded to me. A I lot said like Lance Zerline, and uh, I heard you say twice when I said I was going to let you pick it. When you're trying to be Lance. a smart ass, Lance, Lance, and then I said, "Okay, Joe, pick it." And what did you do? He picked Josh. <laughs> Josh. That's why Jordan should never pass the ball. Mm, mm, mm. I didn't pass the ball. He passed the ball. Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. And Jordan you, shouldn't. And pass. Then you kicked it, dribbled down your leg, and watched it go out of bounds. Yep. Next. Next. All right. Number two. This is a city that has, to be honest, maybe one of the worst anti-referee complexes. Referee derangement syndrome of any American sports city. That's right. Could be Connor. At Ben DuBose. Just look at it. Yeah. It's brutal. God, he is obsessed with officiating. It's so bad. That's all he talked about. Uh, I think Connor makes sense, but you know who else I feel like is very well... Michael Connor and I have had this conversation about Ben specifically a lot. 
Um, Paul. Yeah, I was thinking either Connor or Paul. Okay, so at least we're on the same page here. It's yeah. positive. Yeah, we were there the last, last one. Yeah, we were on the last one, too, until you got smart-ass and then screwed it all up. Um, yep. Yeah, I think it could be either one of those guys. Polly's been here long enough to know. Connor's been here longer. And Connor's been here longer. He's from here. And he was on the flagship when it was the Daryl Morey 89-page catalog of complaints with referee True. calls. Um, is there any chance it's John? I mean, they've seen it all. Yeah. I mean, John and Lance have seen it all. He's not, And he said they could have repeats. Yeah. Can I have it one, one more time, please? Yes, please. Yeah, sure. This is a city that has, to be honest, maybe one of the worst anti-referee complexes. Referee derangement syndrome of any American sports city. I'm I'm leaning Paul. But Paul and Michaels really feel like a toss-up. I actually could see Lance saying it just like that. And Call he said it. he could have repeats, but I thought I think it might be too soon that he would do this. Although he has been I did go Paul four out of five one time. Yeah. Um, so I got my first ever win. I would BK four out of five ones. Good call. Are we ruling out Connor? No, because I think it, I think it's called Connor or Paul. I lean Paul though. He's gonna go with Connor now. Oh man! If he says Paul, and I'm wrong, he's gonna blame me. But he has to give the answer. I'll go Paul. This is a city that yeah. has, to be honest, maybe one, one of the worst. I showed more loyalty there so that no one should ever question it again. Well, you have a great, you're the most loyal person in the building. Next. All right, quote three. If you're 45 and you're saying Paschetti, dude, don't ever come near me. You mean like spaghetti, but they're saying Paschetti? Yes. Yeah, like, like a yeah. two-year-old would. That's Beard or Connor. Who says... Who says it that way? They still have kids, so they know that it's something that's come up in conversation. You're 45. Yeah, but those guys, Beard's not 45. Either is Connor. So they're talking about someone that they heard say it, possibly. Okay, I see what you're saying. I thought it was coming up because... Like, they probably heard something The kid say said it, and then they repeated it, or they call it with their kids, do you want some biscotti? This is a good one. I'm going to lean... Beard? That's uh, I. This is a hard one. I think the only one I would rule out is John. I don't know. Because I could see John criticizing someone for doing it. He wouldn't do yeah. it himself. I don't think the bear would say this. Um, he might. <laughs> what? He might. Hey, Pat calls himself the bear. That's his name now. <laughs> yes, Chef. The bear. This is going to be Jeremy Cody. Can we change his intro? Now. I think it's... This is hard. Wait, can I ask a quick clarification question? Sure. Jeremy's not here. And Jeremy's I, not a part of I it. I just, like, just in case we weren't listening to him one day, and there was one day you weren't here. Um, no, no no producers and no uh, hosts on this show. Say okay. it one more time. If you're 45 and you're saying Paschetti, dude, don't ever come near me. What about the dude? Who's the dude? Dude, no, dude, don't ever come near me. That sounds beardy. Beard. You think so? Yeah. I'm going to go beard. Beard, final answer. If you're 45 and you're saying Pischetti, dude, don't ever come near me. I like. Let's go. 
You're welcome. All right. Total Dallas says can't be beard. He probably still says it. That's why I actually thought maybe it was not beard. I was on the right page. That was all a struggle along. there. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you guys identified that pretty quickly. That was yep. well done. All right, I number did. four. Don't worry about you. All right. Uh, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different because they have, as the kids would say, they have him at quarterback. This is obviously talking about the Texans. Patrick Creighton said that last night. I was trying to see what trash he talked about me. Yeah, <laughs> we're going with PC. It's going to be different this time. It's going to be different because they have, as the kids would say, they have him at quarterback. <laughs> Pat said the same thing last night. I don't, I don't think I heard him say that. I worked the show. I never heard him say that. So let me get this straight. <laughs> I After swear, the complete, complete chop job you did on the first one to me. You were so adamant that I had to show that I believed in you, and I have no reason not to believe. If you said you heard it, I'm I'm so, I'm so confident I heard Patrick say that last night. What's your other job title here? Assistant to the regional manager. No, 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 no. Queen Assistant B. program director. Queen B. Where you would listen and be able to know if you were listening, who said it? I swear, Patrick said that. What last are time. we doing here? He was so confident, too. <laughs> There's never been a time if Branham or I said that, what Joe said, that we would go, boom, we got it, and then not get it? I, I, what are I, we doing? I've seen moments like that where guys flip over jack high of playing poker only to realize that the other guy has a full house. That was, that was a quick turnaround from the confidence to the defeat. <laughs> number five. All right, you're two and two. So it hinges upon this one here. All right, number five. I got to talk. And this, this is talking about the Rockets. I went from not wanting to <clears throat> let me start that over. I went from not wanting us to ever be seen, and I was embarrassed and ashamed of this team. To now, I want to show off my new trophy wife team. Again, talking about the Rockets. Who would say we? Start there. Connor, because he came from the ship. Not Beard, because he's a Mavs fan. He's a Mavs fan. I think PC would use we, even though he's a Knicks fan. I think that Granado would. And he definitely was anti-Rockets for a lot. I think Lance probably fits that, too. I know my opinion doesn't really matter because I know you're not going to listen to anything I say. But I'll Well, take- why would I do that now since I did and look where it got me? Did, did you hear this one, Joe? Nope. I'm going to say Lance, though. Say it again. The whole quote, uh, I went from not wanting us to ever be seen, and I was embarrassed and ashamed of this team, to now I want to show off my new trophy wife team. Which is like with national TV, I think. You want more exposure for this squad. Definitely. I don't think Paul would say it. You do? I don't. I don't think Paul used we You don't think Paul bought in on the Rockets? Not the we part. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. Man. This is... BMAC, you play this game way better than others. <laughs> Thank you. It's true. No denying. I'd be willing to give it up if you want to do it every week. I'm trying. We can have that conversation. See, this is this could make my weekend as bad as you've started it. I could salvage the whole thing here if we can just get this one right. I feel like you have to make this pick, Joel. I'm you not. Can't, you can't let your weekend hinge upon Joe. I'm gonna ruin his weekend anyways. Find I'm gonna. Way. Okay, I'm gonna ride on the fact. That BMAC said we can have repeats. Mm. Looking into it too much. Maybe. (laughs) With all that you've done today already, haven't you done enough? Never. 
man. Does that mean you're going to choose Lance? I was thinking about it. That's what I said. We'll go Lance. He agrees with me. I said it first. I went from not wanting us to ever be seen. I was embarrassed and ashamed of this team. So now I want to show off my new trophy wife team. So you heard me set that up. I said you Lance heard first. Me. Okay. You said you would stay out of it. I, I made first. the pick. Mm-hmm. I said Lance first. And when I make a pick, I it get a comes point. through. Ding. No, you look. You just because you know you're, you're the guy. And like, I got beard. I got. T- I got two. Out no, of- you know who you are. You did. You are so full of crap. You know who you are. By the tape. You know who you are. You were the guy on the practice squad in the playoffs that still gets a ring. That's who you are. Board ops don't get rings though. Learn that the hard way. <laughs> God. Feel all the emotion in me coming out of how I feel for you right now. Jeremy gets a ring. He's play-by-play guy. Robert Ford gets a ring. The guy that does all the work behind the scenes. We don't get rings. I was the director of broadcasting. Hey, you know what? I got a, so they didn't thank rings. you for doing all the hard work? Bro, they told me I was getting a ring, too, and then I never got I think it's because I quit. I got rings. came here. Started taking all their staff. Um, Connor get a ring? It's true. I did steal their staff. At least one. Kicked two. you out of their fantasy football league. They did kick me out of their fantasy football league. I was the champion. Joel, great job. Congratulations, Victory for Joe and Joel. I mean, that's it's a victory for Joel. The record books will say victory for Joe and Joel. You needed something to salvage. I don't know been. what we're going to do next week. I just I just need... I, Jeremy's going to have to hear the adamant... Well, you guys don't have a show next week, right? I know we play Wednesday, but I'm out Wednesday. So I, I, mean. I just want Jeremy to hear the adamant Joe George say, Boom! Heard it last night! It was PC! And then even more story we didn't need, and then it wasn't him. I might go on the bad take Boulevard bracket. <laughs> so oh, confident. my goodness. Can we bring back Trump of the Week for that moment? No. That show died. Yeah, All right. What are we doing next? I'm you, so thrown You're off. hosting. I know I'm hosting. All right. Uh, last night was a dud. Hopefully, Eagles and Chiefs is better. Are you? Is it a Super Bowl preview on Monday night? We hit on that next year on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Killer Bees, you're on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What? You know how Branham accuses me of throwing my glasses down when I don't? Did you turn your mic on? I have thrown my glasses down now twice at you in, in less than a segment and a half. Yeah, I made a boo-boo. A couple of them. I forgot to turn my mic on. No one would have noticed if you didn't say anything. Who said it? People noticed regardless. You made several. Whatever. Um, all right, so last night was obviously a huge dud. Uh, the Joe Burrow injury didn't help, but honestly, even before he got hurt, that game sucked. They're done. They're they're definitely done. It is not a. They are no chance mm. to make the playoffs. I think to which is good for the Texans. Like we didn't really touch on that angle of it. This is a positive thing. Like it's not a good team that's now you know behind you in the playoff chase. That's you have to be worried about catching you. I, I think that story is over. Um, I think it probably secured the division for Baltimore last night with now with Watson and Burrow going down in the same week. I don't think Pittsburgh catches them. Right. But last night was just a bummer. But Monday night we get Eagles Chiefs. And we and you know, we could talk about it on Monday, but frankly like the Texans will whether they come off a win or a loss are gonna be the big story of the weekend. So we probably won't have a chance to get this on Monday. But so now with the way everything's played out, you know, what we're seeing, are you more confident now than ever that I think this was one of your I think you both picked this for your Super Bowl. Was Eagles Chiefs? Do you think that this is a Super Bowl preview and rematch? He might. I, Jeremy might be Niners. I don't want to quote him on that instead of Eagles. But I was adamant that the Eagles last year and then into this year, I, I felt like the, they were returning and then adding Carter and some of the pieces mm-hmm. that they added and some of the things the way that they've added to the offense too. I believe that they they were going to be back in the in the conference championship game. 
The Niners, because of the three-game losing streak and Purdy kind of finally slipping up a little bit, had people worried, but they're just they're loaded. Mm-hmm. So the only way that this isn't uh, another Super Bowl is if the Niners dethrone Philadelphia. I firmly believe no matter what happens with the rest of the AFC, it's the Chiefs to lose, and I don't think they're going to lose it. And I think they're going to be back again, and they're going to be talking dynasty because of the fact that they continue to get back there and win it more than they lose it. I think from the, the, the NFC standpoint, it has been a two-team race all along as much as Detroit and Dallas would like to have a say. And I think that a Niners-Eagles championship, NFC championship game would be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and may the best team win. And hopefully I, a quarterback stays healthy for San Francisco. We don't need to repeat a last I year. I personally believe that, that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Purdy and that his weapons are fantastic, but that the Niners might be more talented overall. So I really believe this might be the years that the year that you see Niners Chiefs because the Eagles, but the one thing that I keep saying to people is you haven't seen the Eagles play their very best yet, yeah. but that might be a good thing because sometimes teams peak too soon. You're right. I, I think that, you know, I would lean that it's definitely one of the teams that's going to get to the Super Bowl. Obviously injuries can happen. Like, well, like we both said, a year ago. Yeah. Like we both said the Bengals were going to win yesterday. I Yesterday we did our way too early or like midway post midway through season you know playoff predictions for the AFC and I said the Bengals were going to win the division. I didn't know Joe Burrow's wrist was broken, um, but I, I think the Chiefs are definitely the Super Bowl favorite. The only thing I still question about them is just their offense hasn't looked good this year. Now this might be the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has ever had in Kansas City, and that definitely helps him. But they still the Kelsey stuff is weird. Like not the Taylor Swift part of this, but like. When she's not there, and so really it's just half the games this year, he's been a dud. And then when he's been a dud, they're wide receivers. There's really no guy that's that where stands out. This bye week, they're coming off a bye week. And with Andy Reid coming off a bye week, they're going to be good no matter what. Yeah. Like Andy Reid coming off a bye week, knowing that his receivers have been just a discombobulated mess, probably spent a whole lot of time trying to get that right. And I know that they're trying to rework uh, in Mahardman. Um, and I think that he'll have a bigger role coming out of the, this this bye week. But I think they're going to get some things right. I think they have to, but I think they will. Yeah, I think so, too. It's going to be interesting again Monday night. I can't wait. I mean, last night was super anticipated. There was a total dud, and like I said, the injury. But Monday night is going to be can't-miss television, I think. Uh, the Seeing what the Eagles and Chiefs look like, the intensity of that game should be really high. Could so. you imagine if you got a good game like we had last night, or at least on the, on the schedule, and then a good game on Monday night like we haven't seen all year? Yeah. How much more enjoyable football would be week to week if you could get good matchups every week? Yeah. I mean, and who knows? Maybe we'll get the Texans in prime time this year. I think it's a... They're worthy. Yeah. I, that Jets game coming up, I think there's a good chance that December 10th that they make that game mm. a uh, prime If Princess game, comes so. back, it definitely is. Yeah, but because the Giants are on Monday night that week and they're, both games are at home, so they could easily flip that and put Jets-Texans in prime time. I think that would make a lot of sense, but who knows? I mean, we had, I think, I think it was, you know, Bengals-Chiefs, I think it was, on Christmas Eve. So there's a lot that could change with these injuries. So we'll see, but I don't, also don't care if the Texans don't get a primetime game this year. All right, coming up next, early, begin the show. show off your new hot girlfriend? That's a good point. Uh, start of the show, we gave you the keys to victory. But what 
will cause the Texans to lose this game? Or if they lose, what happened? We'll do that next year on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend Steve Hollingsworth and the Hollingsworth Law Firm. Look, he's the best in the business at handling car wreck situations and getting you what you deserve. The fact of the matter is you don't want a fly-by-night lawyer that says he's good at a bunch of things but really doesn't specialize in what you need him for. And in this case, Steve does. He does a bunch of stuff right and does it really, really good. But the biggest thing that he does that can help you is that he handles car wrecks and gets you what you deserve. The fact is he doesn't get paid unless you win. So now he's even got more motivation to stay focused and win the case that means he's going after the insurance company he's going after the other driver and he's going over going after everything that you deserve so that you get it and you come out of the accent accident at least as good as you were going in i'm telling you right now you're doing yourself a favor lock in his number right now to your phone because you never know when you're going to get in an accident and once you do you feel like it's you against the world you're on an island you don't know who to call first and what to do if you call the hollingsworth law firm He'll take care of all the rest and walk you through the entire process. 713-999-8773. 713-999-8773. Or visit carwrecktexas.com. They are going to be with you every step of the way. They don't get paid unless you win. And they are going to fight for you. They're on your side, in your corner, and on your team. And that's what you need when you get in a car wreck. Go to the experts that specialize in car wrecks. Go to carwrecktexas.com and call the Hollingsworth Law Firm. 713-999-8773.